I said to him, like we were in the desert one morning and I said, dude, like we should just wake up at four or five a.m. or whatever and go and climb that mountain. And looking back on it now, it's probably pretty sketchy to do in a foreign country where you don't know like who's around or like where you are or anything like that. No one knows where you're going. But we got up early and we hiked up that mountain and I'm I'm pretty sure those are some of my favorite shots. I feel like those are always the, the shoots that are the most worth it. Like mm-hmm. it's a hassle to get up early and get out of bed and do all that stuff to not know what you're gonna get. You could get something good, you could get something bad. But, but yeah, I think having that approach mm-hmm. um, definitely helps. Welcome to the Golden Hour Podcast, brought to you by Polar Pro. I'm your host, Dave Mays, and in this episode, we speak with Gab Scanu. Gab is a 22-year-old Instagram sensation and trailblazer for contemporary landscape photography, in which he features breathtaking aerial shots of iconic Australian landscapes and coastlines. Now, Gab does specialize in aerial photography, but he also is a director and filmmaker and has done projects for companies like Louis Vuitton, DJI, and Lexus. My interview with Gab was really inspirational to me, and I think he will be inspiring for you as well. If you're listening to this podcast and you're not driving, I would recommend going over to Instagram and checking out his account. It's just his name, Gab Scanu, and you can see what his photography and cinematography looks like as you listen to this interview. Without any further ado, let's listen to my interview with Gab. All right, so we're here with, um, it's Gab. How do you say your last name? Scanu. Scanu. Yeah. Uh, and nobody knows that your name's Gabriel, right? I mean, I guess my friends and family. And, yeah. I mean, people could probably guess that my name's Gabriel. But, what what um, was the uh, Gab versus Gabe thing? Like, why did you go with Gab? It's weird. So, like, when I come over here to the States, I'm from Australia. So, everyone in Australia calls me Gab. And, uh-huh. and Aussies love abbreviations. So, like, as short as you can go, that's what they're going to use. So, they're <laughs> yeah. just like, yep, Gab. Gab, that's yeah. your name. Um, whereas when I come over to the States, everyone calls me Gabe, which was like yeah. very new for me because I didn't come out here. Like I came out here the first time probably when I was 20 years old, mm-hmm. 21 years old. So um, that was like completely new for me. No one had ever called me Gabe before. Oh, really? Um, so it's just always been Gab pretty Interesting. much. Interesting. Yeah. I don't think uh, there's many Gabs in America and there's, there's a ton of Gabs. There isn't. There's, there's a lot of Gabs, but they're usually girls. Yeah. Like Gabrielle. Like mm-hmm. They'll like girls will call their friends Gab. Exactly. And then like when I tell people that my name's Gab, like when I out here and I order coffee and stuff like that, and uh-huh. I say Gab, they always get it wrong. Like I get like Dan and like just really yeah. weird <laughs> names on the coffee mug. I'm like, dude, this isn't my name. Like that's funny. Um, but yeah, so that's the story. It's behind a little that. cultural difference. Yeah, there. yeah, exactly. Um, so you've worked with uh, some really incredible brands. I'm just gonna list some of them: DJI, Lexus, Google, Disney, Louis Vuitton, Universal, mm-hmm. and. You're you're sitting here. You're you're a Sydney guy. You're a young guy. How the heck did you land all these gigs? And uh, what are some of the some? Just let's start talking about some of the cool stories about some of these gigs that you landed here. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, man, it's it's been a pretty crazy crazy ride. Like it's I've probably been doing this professionally now, photography. I guess ever since I left high school. So maybe mm-hmm. the last five five years or so yeah. and, and obviously I feel like when when you're doing anything when you're getting into any new business or any venture like the first few years are always the hardest like you're going to be grinding with like little result but mm-hmm. um, I think if you're if you're really passionate about something and if you stick to it like you're, you're definitely gonna gonna get somewhere so um, it's been really awesome to be able to work on so many cool projects I mean um, I've, I've got so many stories so, I mean yeah. pick, pick one and we'll, we'll go yeah from well there. Like, uh, I'm a big fan of DJI so let's okay, start there yeah, uh, you're, you're a uh, yeah so you're a cinematographer mm-hmm. you use uh, uh, drones you also do uh, use drones for photography yeah um, I definitely would urge anybody who hasn't seen Gab's uh, Instagram and YouTube to go check it out and see all your crazy awesome work um, but you did you did a collab with DJI yeah uh, with the Spark right uh, it was with the Mavic Air okay I'm sorry yeah. Yeah, no yeah. it's all good the Mavic Air the um, that's that's such an amazing drone like yeah I don't know if you've used it much but yeah um, that's that's actually been my go-to drone for probably the last year and a half oh really ever since it came out really um, you don't have issues with the Wi-Fi dropping out um, I didn't when I first started using it, but like recently, I uh-huh. think after all the firmware upgrades and all the rest of it, and then obviously now you've got the Mavic 2 and all the, yeah. the other drones, like comparatively, it's it's not as good. Yeah. Um, but when I first started using it, it was amazing. And, and one so of the... It's so small. Yeah, it's, it's tiny. And I think that's the thing that I love most about it is it's so portable. It's so easy to use. It's good yeah. for traveling. Like I have two, three in my bag when I go traveling just so I can... if one burns out crashes like <laughs> totally. I, I, I usually try and do some pretty crazy stuff with them that's awesome obviously fly them through little spaces and and do all mm. that sort of stuff like they're perfect for that so um that's been my go-to drone and that was that was a really fun campaign i, I actually 
got invited to go out to Saudi Arabia, um, which was probably for me like one of my career highlights and one of the craziest stories. I saw the film. Um, um, I've got, yeah. So, and, and at that point in time, it was, it was early last year that I got invited out there. Um, and you can only go there by invitation. So at that point, I think I to was... To Saudi? Yeah, to Saudi. Oh, wow. um, so it's, it's a completely other world over there. So yeah. for me, um, that was that was like a super cool experience because I think I was one of the very first creatives ever to go to that country and shoot. Wow. Um, which is an experience that I don't think you can really get anywhere because no. everywhere is so accessible. Even the internet, I was saying um, yesterday, I was telling someone... When I, when I was planning to go out there, usually mm-hmm. whenever I go to a location or go traveling or whatever, I'll Google image or Google Maps and just search different locations, things I want to check out, things I yeah. want to shoot. When I was researching things over there, there was, like nothing exists, no, uh-huh. no imagery, no nothing. Like it was, it was wow. crazy. So it was, it was a really cool experience to be able to go somewhere with like yeah. no, no image in my head. Like I'm a very visual person. So I had no idea what I was getting myself into. And when I got out there, I was blown away by, um, by everything that I, that I had there like I was sport for choice um but yeah that was definitely a sick experience we we got to use the air test it out um did you actually shoot the piece on the air the whole time everything was shot on the air so, so even there's some the shots, shots of you floor, with an air yeah so that was also shot with another air okay behind cool. the scene. so like I had an assistant out there he had um another air and he was just using it as like a little gimbal yeah walk around almost like an osmo or something very like that cool, very cool so um yeah that that was the brief all shot in the air completely air 4k 1080 um, does it, it do 4k it does 4k yeah um i like to shoot like everything in 60 frames yeah. usually i just feel like it's way more cinematic so yeah. i think that was shot on 2k okay i think it was all 2k because then you can shoot 60 frames yeah um color looks great too you're a great colorist thank you man appreciate that um yeah, no, and I think over there, just the the colors and just the natural landscape as yeah. well really worked. It's like in my Indiana favor. Jones or something. Exactly, it was crazy, and a lot a lot of people actually said that it reminded them of um, something out of Star Wars, like mm. sort of otherworldly, yeah. otherplanetly, or a Mad Max. Yeah, literally, like just like these weird sort of rock formations, and like yeah. even I don't know if you've seen like that big temple in the middle of the desert, like yeah, um, that got like a lot of attention from a lot of people. They were so curious. Like a lot, I had a lot of comments on Instagram saying, "Did you Photoshop this?" Like <laughs> I was like nah man that's that's legit believe it or not um but yeah it was it was crazy and i think like being a being a big fan of like the i guess the uh the teal and teal and orange color Mm -hmm. scheme or like just the oranges and blues i feel like they match up really nicely together so well it's cinematic um, yeah there was was a lot of that out there and i think for the majority of the trip we were always sort of we were either in like the city or the desert and then Mm -hmm. at the very end of the trip we did um a boat trip in Jeddah, which which I didn't even know that they had that either. Like we went, we went out into the, into the Red Sea, like six hours. And there were all these, um, they called them coral gardens. Mm -hmm. So it was just like deep, deep ocean. We're on this boat for hours and it all was like just deep ocean. And then we get out there and I I took up the air and there were all these like teal circle, like polka dot coral gardens, just like scattered amongst the ocean, which was amazing. So like, as soon as I got that, I was like, okay, cool. I got the perfect balance of like different landscapes, city, yeah. a desert, like everything. So I think, I think that for me was just probably my favorite campaign. Um, just because it turned out so well, it was so different. Um, and yeah, I think it's just a really cool story. Dude, I really need to go to Saudi now. Like that is incredible. What, what was uh, the thing you do with Louis Vuitton? I'm actually just kind of curious. It's, it's, that's that's kind of a crazy story. And they're, they're a really interesting client for me to have because I guess when you see that amongst the list of other people that I work with, it's mm-hmm. it's a very different space. Like it's, yeah. it's fashion. And a yeah. lot of what I do is like quite tech, travel, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. So how that came about was a few years ago. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with my work, but obviously being Sydney based, a lot of my early work was based around the beaches mm-hmm. aerial photography yeah um all that sort of stuff that sort of style um so a couple of years ago i got um hit up by one of their team members based in sydney and they said that um the head office in paris had forwarded them my profile my information they said we'd love to have um this guy's work in our stores in sydney mm-hmm. So, um, the first thing that I did was them with them was I worked on, um, shooting a few, 
custom pieces for prints in their Sydney stores. Mm-hmm. So they were all location based, depending where the store was based. Like we'd shoot around that location, like make the color scheme fit the like the woodwork or the interior wow. design, stuff like that. So very cool. That for me was like a an awesome project. And since then, I've shot um, a couple of video campaigns from there. Just obviously building on that relationship and stuff like that. I went with uh, them to Japan at the end of last year to to shoot something for the for the spring summer men's collection which was really awesome again something completely different like another side of my career and and i guess work that people don't get to see too often because it's more it's, fashion yeah it's not really something that i share but obviously it's something that i am involved in something that i'm quite passionate about as well like shooting yeah. other styles of film and and stuff like that so um for me they're a really cool client and someone that i'm stoked to be able to work with is that a contractual thing or is that just a strategic choice for you to not really promote the fact that you do fashion and portraiture and stuff like that um i mean not really i i guess it's just my own personal choice i'd rather brand as a travel yeah i I think if we're talking about instagram i think i'm some i'm like a perfectionist so i like to keep my feed very curated and very i guess on brand um but this sort of stuff whenever i do this it it obviously excites me a bunch so i um often just share it on my stories on my website like Mm -hmm. on youtube and like a bunch of other platforms that I have a little bit more flexibility to play with and a little bit more diversity. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I, it's definitely something that I do share, but not necessarily something that gotcha. I'm like pushing out there like yeah. constantly. But um, but yeah, no, really awesome stuff with them. So how? Tell me your story. Like, how did you get started? Uh, you're, you know, you've been doing it for five years now, yeah. fresh out of high school. Yeah. So tell me the story. So basically, I was, I was quite lucky. My dad is actually a cinematographer and a director in in sydney he shoots a lot of commercials and stuff like that so um growing up it was always something i was kind of surrounded with and he he actually owned uh a rental house so he had reds aries all that sort of stuff so growing up around that was it was almost just like a natural gravitation and and i was always quite creative from a young age i was always drawing and like quite artistic and stuff like that so i i think i had I guess a natural talent for mm-hmm. just being creative. Yeah, um, it's in your I blood. Di- yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, di- I didn't know where it was going to lead me. Like everyone, yeah. when, when I was younger, everyone's like, "Oh, you're going to be an artist. You're going to be a painter," and like all this stuff. Because I always used to draw, and then like yeah. I kind of stopped drawing in high school and stuff. Yeah. Um, and after that, I I got really into photography. I started shooting probably when I was like twelve or thirteen, just on like DSLRs and just because he had your dad had he he had like a bunch of gear laying like around and probably like yeah yeah literally stuff. that was that was the first camera that i that i started using when yeah. i was like a little 12 year old was a 5d and and i loved it like my my dad would teach me things and um i i remember shooting a lot of long exposures so like i'd always i'd always whack on like a, a heavy nd and and then shoot long exposures of water and waves and i, I loved it wow. like you could you could click the button and come back like half a minute later and the water would look all smoky and stuff yeah. like that. So I, I was just like, just You're a kid having fun, experimenting, having fun. Um, and then obviously when, when drones hit the scene, I was, I was a little skeptical at first cause mm-hmm. I felt like it was, it was one of those things like, you know, when you get a remote control car for Christmas mm-hmm. and you're driving it around or something and, and it just crashes and breaks, you can never use it again. Yeah. I thought it was going to be one of those <laughs> situations, but I didn't realize how, how intelligent they were and shout out to DJI for making yeah, totally. um, a sick product. But, um, I think the first drone that I got my hands on was an Inspire one. Oh really? Um, which, which Did is your such dad a, buy it for the Yeah. Yeah. He had house? it as part of the rental house and. I mean, it's such a random piece of equipment to, to first learn on, but, um, That's I guess, the cards you were dealt. yeah, I mean, but, <laughs> I, but I guess it gets easier from there, right? Like they've just yeah. been getting smaller and smaller. So, um, using that, uh, it, it blew me away. Like I remember of we, course it we, did. we, we took it, inspire? it, yeah, literally it inspired me. Um, we, we went out to the, to the snowy mountains and I was flying it around and I couldn't believe the range on the thing. I got lost. I got lost. Like I got yeah. a bit carried away. I went like two kilometers out over the mountains and I dropped signal and I was like, Oh no, like have I, have I lost it? But obviously it's got the smart function. It just turns around, yeah. comes back home. Um, so, so once I saw that and I saw the potential, mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this is, this is awesome. And I was hooked from there really. And I hadn't, at that point in time, I hadn't seen anything on social media, nothing online, um, nothing like that. So for me, I kind of took that, and because I just enjoyed it so much, I'd go to to all my local spots in Sydney. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be shooting the beaches and and finding things that looked really cool from that sort of top down perspective, which I hadn't seen before. Mm-hmm. So I think um, 
being almost like a pioneer in that style helped me a lot because I feel like I wasn't influenced by anything that I was seeing out yeah. there, which previously was my experience. Like I'd see photos and I'd go and try and replicate it or like mm-hmm. do my own thing with it. But this was something that I felt like I discovered and yeah. like I was doing for the first time. And I think that's why it became so popular online when I started sharing it is like people were like, well, like, what is this? Is that what it actually looks like? Because, yeah. because it's not how we see things from an everyday perspective. Like, mm-hmm. and I think being in Sydney and shooting sort of rock formations and rock pools and just these really abstract, cool colors and shapes and textures, like really resonated with people. So, mm. um, I guess, I guess that's kind of how I started and then things kind of took off from there. Literally. Um, when did you open your Instagram account? How old were you? Um, I mean, I've been using Instagram. I mean, since I was since probably 12, 12 13 yeah. but i i didn't use it obviously in the way that i use it now i was i was just like a normal social user like posting photos with my friends stuff like that and then i remember i deleted instagram for a time mm-hmm. in school because i was studying and like i was kind of just wasn't really using it how i how i you know it was distracting using it now. yeah it wasn't really a thing for me but um i'd say when i was about 17 i created the account that i use now mm-hmm. um and i started using it again as sort of just like a a more casual thing but obviously i was a little bit more like curated i was posting sort of things that look nice next to each other just everyday bits like phone snaps whatever um and then when i started doing all the drone stuff i was like okay let's let's start sharing this let's start using some hashtags meeting up with people getting creative like yeah um and i mean it wasn't it wasn't really something that i ever thought would amount to anything i just really enjoyed it and Mm -hmm. i loved it um and then it's kind of brought me to where I am today, which is awesome. And I think yeah. that's the way that it should be. Obviously, things have changed now and, and Instagram is a completely different beast, mm-hmm. um, as is social media in general. But for me, that's kind of how it started. And I think it's it's a really cool story. And, it's, and it really shows when, when yeah. someone's organic and they do something for the love of it. Like it, you can really see that when you look at someone's work. So um, it was kind of cool for me to have that path into yeah. social media and Instagram and all that sort of stuff. When you were in high school, like coming up to your senior year, did you kind of know that this is what you wanted to do and you didn't pursue university or? i hadn't i had no idea um i i think i was like every other kid i i was sort of i felt like i had this external pressure from everyone like you you know you have to study you have to go to college you do this that mm-hmm. the other um and i and i actually did go to college for a little bit for like probably a few months after i finished high school just because I didn't have any other option. Like I didn't know what I was going to do. And I feel like, I feel like unfortunately that's what a lot of kids do is they, they dive into a course or, or dive into study because they feel like that's what's expected of them and they have nothing else to do. Um, I mean, if I was to give anyone advice, I'd say like a gap year would be amazing because it kind of would just give you that time to sort of think, reflect, try different things, Mm -hmm. see what you want to do. Just Just take take a bit of time to chill. Yeah. Not even a year, just like a few months or like whatever it is that you need to figure out what you want to do. That would be really good. I mean, obviously for me, it was a bit of a different scenario. I went and started studying. Um, I knew that I wanted to do something creative. So I Mm -hmm. I did like um, media business, Mm -hmm. um, both of which I guess I'm heavily involved in now. But I mean, I have no degree or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but I was I was doing all this sort of stuff on the side and that's when it kind of took off and I got to a point where I was like, this is what I want to pursue and I had to convince my parents like, <laughs> you know what, I'm not gonna not gonna go to school anymore. Yeah. So um I was so, gonna yeah. ask, were your parents supportive throughout your whole journey? They they've always been really supportive, yeah, which is which is really cool and obviously made everything a lot easier. Obviously at the beginning I wasn't wasn't really seeing as much return mm-hmm. as where I am now in terms of like jobs and and stuff to show for what I wanted to do but yeah. um they believed in me and they they let me do what I wanted to do and the way that I put it to them was like I've got these really cool opportunities now like online yeah. social media all that stuff is happening right now like mm-hmm. I can go to college now I can go to college in 10 years 20 years doesn't matter yeah. like that's always going to be there this isn't always going to be there so I got to yeah. take it and run with it um so that that's how that went about and and yeah they've always been really awesome especially you know my mom and dad dad being in the industry kind of kind of gets it as well so um he's always been there to help so is my mom so that was that sort of made it a lot easier for me so what was your first like paid gig do you remember man or just even just a period of time where you were doing certain things that it was like wow i'm actually getting paid to take photos i think uh, yeah i think it was kind of funny because 
I think the week that I said I was dropping out of college, I got a job, like, a, awesome. like a paid job. And I was like, I was so stoked. I was like, okay, yes, perfect timing. Like, <laughs> this is good. I got someone to show for it. It was crazy because, um, I mean, it wasn't anything massive and it wasn't any anything super cool. It was it was shooting social content for a winery based in like South Australia or yeah. something like that. Are you getting with, paid to take photos? Exactly. Like I got flown out, like I brought my brother along. Like it was, mm. it was kind of, it was, it was cool and it was a new experience and I felt like, like little things like that kind of inspire you and push you to move mm-hmm. on to bigger and better things. So um, for me, that was really cool. Um, I made like some good agency contacts and stuff like that. Um, and, and I feel like everything in this industry is just like a snowball effect. Like yeah. you do one little thing, you meet you meet one person, you go on and do another thing that's going to be bigger. It's going to lead on to another thing. So mm-hmm. um, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in like always saying yes to things. But that's what my mom always tells me. Mm-hmm. She's like, you got to say yes to everything. Like even if you don't think it's it's cool or it's it's nothing you'll be interested in, say yes because you never know what it's going to yeah. lead to. And like it's true because there's been a lot of a lot of events and like a lot of jobs that I've done purely because it could be a good opportunity. Yeah, I think saying yes to everything and, and just sort of doing as much as you can, being proactive, being um, consistent, like really helps. Especially so, when you're starting out. Yeah, exactly. Like I think I think the more eyeballs that you can attract, the, the better it's going to be for you. Yeah. Um, but so. I do think I, I can see though, like you are selective with what you put out there. Like mm. you might be saying yes to pay your bills and to get experience, mm-hmm. but like you said earlier, your feed is very curated. Yeah. It's very perfected. You're, you mm-hmm. worked with freaking Louis Vuitton and it's not on your Instagram. Like, yeah. like a lot of people would say, this is cool. I'll post it cause it's cool. Yeah. But it doesn't line up with your niche. So yeah, I mean, I, I guess you're right. I mean, I think it's, it's kind of crazy because I, I, I still find that I'm getting a lot of these opportunities regardless of what I'm posting on Instagram. And I think mm-hmm. that that was something that I had to tell myself was important. Like people are going to discover my work from other avenues, not just my Instagram. So if I want to keep that as it is, like keep, you know, doing what um, I guess I'm kind of known for and, and just mm-hmm. building off that, like I should do that. Obviously, I think over the last year or two years, I've started to diversify my content a little bit, doing a lot more video work, mm-hmm. um, which has been really exciting. And obviously something I'm super passionate about. I've been directing like a lot of, um, bigger projects, bigger video projects, um, yeah. with some big clients. So, um, that's something that I'm trying to push out as well and just sort of show people that I'm doing. Do you um, edit? I edit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, that's been another big learning curve. So mm. a lot of late nights on YouTube, Yeah. um, you know, a, a lot of money spent on like a, a good setup and stuff like that. But, um, but like everything, man, you got to put in, put in the work, put yeah. in the hours and you got to sort of set yourself goals and, oh, yeah. and work towards it. So editing um, video takes forever. Oh man, you're telling me like all all of that stuff from Saudi. I can't even remember how much footage I had. Like, yeah, the um, there's so many shots. I, I again, I, if you haven't seen this video, go check it out on his. Uh, is it on your website? It's, or on, it's on YouTube. Uh, just on your YouTube on channel. On YouTube, on Instagram. Yeah. Um, it it should be sort of across everywhere. But it's called Saudi Arabia Dash DJI Mavic Air. Yeah. By Gab Scanu. Yeah, and then there's also another video from Saudi, which was shot, obviously not on the air. It's cool. More of a cinematic. Yeah. But anyway, sorry. Approach. But um, the video. But yeah, like there was there was so many hours and hours and hours of footage and just even just going through that was so tedious. Like, yeah, getting headaches and like having to take breaks and I just felt like it took forever and it was so overwhelming. And and it's the same now with every project that you do. Like, yeah, I'm one of those people that just shoots everything because you know that like if you shoot everything, there's going to be those magic moments in there. Yeah, it's important to capture that. Um, so you're not going into it with like a ton of i mean you have pre-production mm-hmm. with your locations and, yeah. and with what you want but you're kind of crafting it in the edit yeah i mean we we obviously have preconceived concepts and ideas in terms of location and style and like story what we want to capture and all that sort of stuff but usually the way that i like to work is i'll i'll go i'll capture everything the way that i want to do it and i'll go back and i'll piece it together mm-hmm. um in order to tell the story that i want because i feel like a lot of the time you, you go and you do these shoots and, and things sort of take on their own form. Like, yeah, I think, I think you need a bit of leniency there in terms of obviously with bigger job, like commercial and stuff like that, it needs to be scripted and planned yeah. and all the rest of it. But for stuff like this, it's, it's kind of cool to go and just see what happens. Like, yeah, I mean, you, it's, you, you can look at a Google map or look at images, but once you're actually there, it's like, yeah. Oh wow. That's, something i didn't think about yeah either. literally like you you go to places and and things come up that you didn't expect or you didn't plan for and and it, yeah. it could work in your favor it could not like mm-hmm. you've got to kind of be flexible in that sense and i think 
or more often than not, it, it doesn't hurt to, to be flexible because you, you come out with some yeah. pretty unique results. So, so yeah, that's usually my approach to shooting and stuff like that. And then obviously a lot of hours editing. When you're shooting drone uh, photos and videos, is there a time of day that you really prefer? Obviously, sunrise or sunset. Sun, yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's um, what I thought. So you're waking yeah. up early and waking up early timing it around sunset yeah exactly i mean it depends where you are as well because uh you guys out here you guys have better sunsets than we do Mm -hmm. i'm on the because i'm on the east coast you're on the west coast so Mm -hmm. for me sunrise is good to shoot because you got that that nice light on Mm -hmm. the coast whereas for you guys i feel like sunset's probably a little bit better yeah um but yeah, man, that's my favorite favorite time of day to shoot. I feel I just feel like the light's so nice. Yeah, of course. Um, you, you got those nice shadows, colors. It's just like really poppy. So, so like for the Saudi video, <clears> did <throat> you literally just kind of plan it around that, or did you just shoot all day anyways? Well, this is the thing that like, believe it or not, that was not planned at all in terms of like where we were going because I had no idea. I was doing as much research as I could, and I couldn't couldn't really find any of these places that was in the itinerary that said that we were going to. So. Um, because it was like a planned trip and this was something that I was, um, I got given approved to do on the trip. Um, I sort of had to incorporate that and tie that in with everything else that we were doing. So it was so run and gun, like every opportunity we got to shoot, we were shooting. So, um, my friend Jack, who I brought out to assist me on the trip, I said to him, like we were in the desert one morning and I said, we're in this like desert camp surrounded by these big rocks and mountains and stuff. And I said, dude, like we should just wake up at four or five a.m or whatever and go and climb that mountain like let's mm-hmm. let's do it like and looking back on it now it's probably pretty sketchy to do in a foreign country where you don't know like who's around or like where you are or anything like that no one knows where you're going but um we got up early and we hiked up that mountain and i'm i'm pretty sure those are some of my favorite shots like is I, that the shot of you standing there yeah, with I, a scarf yeah like just... I, I wore all white strategically to like stand out from the landscape and then if the sun was coming up and we we're standing on top of this mountain and we did like big circling shots and like a bunch of crazy shots like that so um, i feel like those are always the the shoots that are the most worth it like mm-hmm. it's a hassle to get up early and get out of bed and do all that stuff to not know what you're gonna get you could get something good could get something bad but um i walked away from that morning like just super happy with everything that oh, we got. Yeah. and then we had a full day ahead of us and it was just go 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 for the next 10 days but um totally but yeah, I think I think I think having that approach mm-hmm. um, definitely helps. When people go on your Instagram account, um, there's a great combination of land shots and aerial shots. Mm-hmm. What do you shoot on? Do you shoot on the Canon? I shoot on yeah, Canon One DX. I I love Canon. It's the it's Mark II. Uh, yeah, Mark II. It's obviously what I grew up on with yeah. the 5D. So I yeah. guess I've just been accustomed to that. Well, the One D. I have a One DC, <coughs> which is the Cinema One yeah. DX, yeah. and uh, it's just like it just melts in your hand and like where the white balance button is and where all the buttons are like it's perfect i i have i have tried to use sony before but i just Mm -hmm. feel like uh i don't i don't know i just i just feel like i gravitate towards canon and a lot of a lot of people say that um you know they like it because it's more it's more compact it's more lightweight and all the rest of it but to be honest with you when i'm shooting i love something solid and heavy like i feel like i've got a piece of equipment you know what i mean like i'm using an actual tool so Mm -hmm. it might sound strange but i i love the 1dx for that for that reason like it feels like an actual is your 16 to 35 kind of the main workhorse lens or um probably the 24 to 70 i use the most because you've got that that wide and also tight range um but yeah, I, I usually roll that with the One DX Mark II, and and like you say, like I just prefer the color on Canon. Mm-hmm. Like I, I love it. So, um, that's that's my go-to for shooting. And um, then for a drone stuff, what's kind of your go-to right now? Right now, um, I've been using the the Mavic Two Pro a lot, mm-hmm. obviously because it's the newest drone on the market. It's and got a nice big sensor in there. A massive sensor. The Hasselblad camera is a mm-hmm. bit of a game changer as well. So, um, I've been loving using that, but previously like i said before the the mavic air was my go-to yeah. and, a lo- and a lot of people i think would have overlooked it at the time just mm-hmm. because they would have gone oh yeah the phantom 4 pro is way better but um for me i feel like i get way better results with the with the air and like a lot of people ask me in my comments like oh what drone do you use like that's probably my most common <laughs> most common comment on every photo what drone are you using like, yeah <laughs> and i'm always just like the the mavic air so like mm-hmm. and a lot of people are like really like it's it's so cheap and so small and i'm like yeah but if you learn how to photos, use it, like yeah. you got raw, you got raw photos. Like it's it's great quality, especially if you're just using it for social. So, um, I I love that drone, but but recently I've I've been using the two a lot more. Yeah, yeah, because that sensor, that, that sensor, lens. yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean as well because and the video is better too. Obviously, the video that. is better. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I've I've 
I'm usually like I'm a bit of a tech head, so I, I usually like to mix it up every now yeah. and then and, and use a bunch of different equipment. So it's always fun picking and choosing. Do you prefer photography or video? Ooh, that's a tough question. <laughs> you seem to have deep love for both, really. I, I, I really do. I um I mean I think that each each has its own like purpose. Mm-hmm. Um I probably couldn't say that I prefer one over the other. I I love photography and obviously I was doing a lot of photography and that's how I got my start. Yeah. Um, and I, I, at the moment I'm doing a lot of video work, like I'm directing, I'm shooting, editing, um, doing a lot of big video projects. So it's, it's kind of tough to, it's tough to say, like, <clears throat> I enjoy the process of both. Um, I'd say, I'd say probably at the moment video, definitely mm-hmm. just because I feel like it's, it's a lot easier to tell a story. It's a lot more engaging. Yeah. Um, it's really immersive and I, and I love creating those experiences just, you know, all my different tools, my cameras and then mm-hmm. the editing process and the sound process and all of that, just compiling all together. Yeah. I really enjoy that. Um, and it's something that obviously I've worked hard at and taught myself and, and I'm getting to a point now where I'm, I'm doing some awesome work with it. So um, at the moment, definitely video. I'm all about the video, but I've got a, I've obviously got a love for photography as well. And it's something that I'm doing, you know, every day. So yeah. um, I, th- I feel like there's a balance there. I, c- I couldn't, I couldn't side with one. <laughs> So tell me about your work with Samsung. You're an ambassador with them yeah, I've in been Australia. Wor- I've been working with Samsung for the last two, 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 three years now. Okay. Um, I'm yeah, I'm one of their main Australian ambassadors as a photographer, filmmaker, just an overall creator, I guess. Um, and that's been really awesome to to um, develop like a long term partnership and a long-term relationship with a brand is really yeah. rewarding i think um they've got great relations with <clears throat> other youtubers and yeah uh, no, instagrammers and stuff they're amazing i'm like all samsung out all my monitors at home tvs oh, nice. like my phone everything everything that i use is samsung and it's and it's just something that i'm so used to now and something that i love and and mm-hmm. something that just sort of fits so naturally into what i do mm-hmm. um and i think that that's really important like anyone that's doing brand deals or or working with clients and and stuff like that especially if they're incorporating into their work like it needs to work for them you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it needs to feel organic like can't be forced or anything like that so um that's been a really cool experience i've I've done a lot of work with them um i've wrapped up like a project with them just before i flew out here nice um different brand deals and stuff yeah just just like different little campaigns and activations um in sydney we have a thing called vivid it's like a light Ex- uh, exhibition or festival for two yeah. weeks so i don't know if you're familiar with it i saw well i mean i saw your <laughs> most recent post on your yeah, instagram yeah, that's account probably my, the most recent thing it's i posted a, it's a video of you walking through these really epic kind of art pieces yeah they're they're really cool and really abstract and that was all shot on the phone um very so, cool which phone was it so it's the it's the s10 plus nice it's the most recent phone and um yeah, I love it because for and me... it doesn't I, blow up, so that's always good. Yeah, no, exactly. And I, I love it because for me, when I'm like going out on a date, I'm like, I'm not always going to have my camera gear on me, but yeah. my phone can shoot 4K 60 frames, mm-hmm. which like I kind of can't wrap my head around sometimes. It, it's, well, the it's, sensor is the size of your fingernail, so it doesn't I know, take right? much like, processing. Like it's, it's kind of insane. So for me, like if I can just whip out my phone and have that already set up, I can just record a clip real quick. I, yeah. could, I could cut that into an edit seamlessly yeah. and like no one would know. Don't those ca- um, don't those cameras have like a really wide angle selfie camera? Do you want to see? Well? Yeah, I'm an iPhone guy. <laughs> okay, like many others. Um, <laughs> so this is the wide angle selfie. Yeah. So, whoa, well, that, that's the front camera. I don't know how much of me. Holy can fit crap! In there. When you're not in the so I'm using the uh, which which phone is this? This is the S10 Plus. So this is the S10 Plus. It's the one with the cutout in the top right corner. If you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, but. I'm using the super wide angle. There's three lenses, wide, normal, and telephoto. And the super wide, like if you're not in the center, like you look like a clown. Seriously? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like like, just point it at, uh, don't center me. (laughs) My head is like massive. Oh damn. It's like, um, you can fit this whole set in. It's amazing. It's really amazing. I I hope that, uh, I mean, there's rumors that the new iPhone is going to have a wide angle camera on it. So we'll see. Copycats. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, Samsung makes all iPhones iPhones. Yeah, so. no, exactly. Samsung sells more iPhones than Samsung phones. Literally, like they're, they're, I'm, pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they use Samsung displays. Am I right? They do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There so. you go. Um, but yeah, man. So lots There's of lots a, of work with them. Samsung's an interesting company. Honestly, I. I don't remember who I was talking to, but they told me to like go look it up. And there's some YouTube video if you just look up like the history of Samsung. Yeah. But like in Korea, like it's unbelievable their presence. Like not only do they like do phones and tech, but uh-huh. like 
There's like airlines. There's like oh, clothing really? stores, food stores, everything. No way. It's like a whole ecosystem and world in, in Korea. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they had like robots and stuff like that. I mean, I was in Japan not too long ago and they had robots and stuff like that. I'm not sure if that's something Samsung are doing, but like it wouldn't surprise me yeah. if that's, that's something they would do. But like Samsung is almost like just, <clears throat> it's like a entire uh, country in a way. It's, the, an, it's, it's an empire. Yeah. I, I was talking to... It's a, different than Apple. Yeah. Completely different. <clears throat> I was talking to a bunch of the guys um, from Samsung in Australia and they, they went on a trip to korea to visit the uh, the factory and the head office and all the rest of it and they were telling me it's literally its own city yeah it's like samsung city yeah um which i would love to check out one day you like should. That, that would be insane plus um, you can take some photos in korea literally <laughs> literally um, just don't go to the north part oh yeah i don't know if i'd be allowed there <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about your youtube channel you mm-hmm. talked about um being kind of in the video world right now and yeah. kind of learning and growing there mm-hmm. um what's your what's your youtube channel like what do you like doing there uh you kind of do <clears throat> like travel vlogs and um well youtube like youtube is something that i'm like starting to really push mm-hmm. um this year i haven't really put too much into it like in previous years it's sort of been all instagram and then just obviously other jobs have sort of taken yeah. over a lot of my time but as i get more and more into video it's something that i'm that i'm really you know, sort of investing in and, and working on um <clears throat> at the moment there's not too much up there there's like a bunch of cinematic videos those mm-hmm. two saudi videos obviously being the yeah. main ones um which was awesome because that really helped grow my channel yeah um, from nothing really so um for me it's sort of it's sort of my place to i'm going to be starting to do um cinematic i'm going to hopefully start to do um i want to dive into tutorials um sort of go through my process sort of help out the community in that way um and then just yeah just smash out more videos because because that's what i'm really loving to do at the moment but at the moment it's mainly sort of cinematics and travel and stuff like that yeah is that stuff that you would just do yourself you'd film yourself and uh or would do you have somebody that could help you film all that um it, it depends a lot of it is just all shot by me it mm-hmm. obviously depends as well on who i'm traveling with and, yeah. and where i am what i'm doing um i i i guess if i'm featured in the videos i've got someone helping to shoot yeah. like i'll shoot them they'll shoot me sort of thing um but yeah it, it all depends it's it's a pretty it's a pretty casual thing for me that um like you know i'm always creating so if yeah. i if i have the opportunity to put something awesome together from yeah. from those experiences which obviously i do all the time i'm gonna do it and share it on there so yeah i found it's really hard to like stand out on youtube um yeah. i've been full-time now for the last year on okay. youtube yeah. and it's been amazing but like i review all the new cameras and mm-hmm. that's how we've been able to grow because it's like easy to discover it's on trend uh when people click a link to buy it they're using my link i get money from that so mm-hmm. like there's like an actual monetary way to yeah. do what i'm doing with tech reviews exactly but like when you're doing just a cinematic like you're gonna have to basically just build an audience yeah, that no, exactly. are gonna follow you and i and, and I, buy your luts yeah exactly <laughs> exactly um and i mean i i guess like having having not sort of a fully established youtube just yet like mm-hmm. that's something that i can sort of finesse i guess in a way and and yeah and sort of diversify so like i said uploading tutorials and like mm-hmm. maybe even gear reviews and yeah. like that's a good stuff way to, like that if you is, sprinkle that in you'll get more yeah if you're kind of if you're kind of across all the different mm-hmm. um genres i feel like that that's a way to really excel and that's something that i really want yeah. to do because because like you say like we're talking about all this work that I'm doing, but you don't you don't necessarily necessarily see it on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. So this might be a good way for me to sort of get that out there, and yeah. it's something that I'm definitely working on. I've got a few videos already lined up, so um, so yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. So how do how do you stand out uh, in a crowded <clears throat> space where everybody's taking travel photos? It's kind of crazy, isn't it? <laughs> Honestly, it's it's insane at the moment. Like in a way, you were an OG uh, Instagrammer. Yeah, because I, you've I, been doing it for so long. I am. Like I, I remember when I started, it was it was awesome, just because like I, like I said, no one was doing what I was doing, and I think yeah. that's the reason why I excelled, um, and why I got all of this attention for what I was doing. Whereas nowadays it's insane like so many people are just like uploading yeah. content every day I mean, how, how does a 15 year old that is the same as you were when you were 15 get started now and stand out yeah well i i did a i did a workshop recently back home in sydney with a bunch of young creators and and that was probably the most popular question that i got asked was like how do i grow how do i stand out like how do i mm-hmm. sort of get myself out there like what you've done and i think when i look back on it the thing that really worked for me was like I said, being 
almost like an, a pioneer for a certain style like being being different and being original and being organic is definitely the way yeah. to start out like people say oh no you've got to upload every day and do this and that and the other and all these little things whereas really for me i feel like it's not about that if you go out and you mm. do something completely like unfiltered and completely you not influenced by anything else not copying anyone else like you're gonna see results you know what i mean I and i think that. and i think it's so hard today especially for the kids trying to do this because they're on social media and they're constantly overwhelmed with all this content they're conf- constantly influenced by all this other content that their like natural instinct is to go out and shoot like that yeah you know what i mean but like exactly. in their mind they're always referencing those shots and that content whereas mm-hmm. i feel like being able to go out and just shoot open-mindedly and discover things for yourself and experiment mm-hmm. is is almost becoming a thing of the past because we've seen everything yeah. out there you know what i mean so mm-hmm. so my advice i guess to people to stand out would be to to really try and be original and go out and i, I know mm-hmm. it's hard like even myself i find sometimes it's hard to come up with original ideas and concepts just because you're seeing everything constantly yeah um but that would be my one piece of advice and I think I think that's a really good way to grow because yeah. the things that are shared online, the things that, that are trending are things that people haven't seen before and for that reason mm. they haven't been seen. So people people are interested in them. So um, that would be my one piece of advice in terms of standing out um, yeah. would to just try and be as unique and original as possible. Yeah, last week we interviewed a guy who does <clears throat> uh, large format photography and yeah. he does landscapes and uh, he has this camera that literally like a 300 millimeter lens wow. is the same as a 50 mil on a full frame yeah so that's how large the format is wow and it's film so he has this like eight by ten sheet of film yeah that he's loading into the camera oh my god and he said that he'll go to utah and he'll just hike all day no and way. his goal is to take one picture seriously yeah and so he because it's twenty dollars every shot mm-hmm. um it's so old school yeah like he'll Literally, he said sometimes he'll, because the camera's so big and the tripod's so big, like, Mm -hmm. he'll find the angle, he'll find his composition, and then he'll just, like, put a blanket over it, go to sleep, and then when sunrise happens, then take it. But, like... That's insane. But, but that's like, that's exactly what you're saying. Like yeah. he's not he hasn't really been inspired by anybody. He kind of he mm-hmm. shot on film and then he fell in love with film and then he discovered large format and now that's his thing. Is yeah. he's a large format guy. It, it it's an organic form of, of shooting and it's it's kind of similar to my story in a sense that like I discovered a drone without seeing drone content. Yeah. And then I, I was completely free to go and create mm-hmm. um create what I wanted to without this preconceived idea of what I had to shoot. Like what, yeah what what was going to trend and i think another thing that ties into that is like now with social media people are people are literally creating pieces of content that they think are going to do well because they'll yeah. do well you know yeah. what i mean whereas yeah. like it, that's that's such a backward way of thinking of it like you should be creating something because you love it and like you're passionate yeah. about it and you think it's cool like yeah you, it shouldn't matter what anyone else thinks and obviously it's it's so hard to say in this day and age but like sure. Um, I feel like that's a, that's another big issue as well is like people are creating content that they think is going to mm-hmm. do well on social media, which which yeah. I feel like is is never going to work. Do you think there's some value uh, to location if you want to do this? Like, should people move somewhere that like looks prettier than uh, wherever? Do you think people can find beauty in wherever they live? I think I think people can definitely find beauty in wherever they live, and I guess I'm kind of lucky being from Sydney that I guess. I guess people from here would say that that's a beautiful place, even if they hadn't been there from what they'd seen, whatever it's, it's it's a cool place to be. And it is a cool place to be. Um, Had I been from somewhere else and tried to do the same thing, I don't know if it would have been as successful. I couldn't say, but I think that definitely each there's beauty in each location. And like, there might be a a way of shooting or a way of creating that suits that location. And, and again, it comes back to being unique to you. Exactly. It comes back to being unique. It comes back to experimenting, having fun, um, and just enjoying the process. I think, I think you can literally do anything that you want, regardless of, you know, geographic location or, Mm -hmm. you know, anything like that. Like, I think if, if you have ideas, you have passion and you're willing to work hard, like you can, you can make it. So, um, yeah, I I definitely don't think people should be moving and spending all their money going Mm. to cool places, you know? So you've shot, you shoot on the Canon, you've played with Sony, but have you ever shot with Fuji cameras before? Never. I think you would love them. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to have to get my hands on. They just came out with a, a medium format, uh, camera that's like unbelievable the gfx 100 okay it's medium format 
which is larger than full frame. Wow. And the sensor is stabilized, so it has oh. like stabilization on it. No way. It shoots 4K 10-bit internally with phase detect autofocus, so it's just as good as Canon dual pixel That's autofocus. That's insane. I haven't heard about this. I know. Have you done a review on your channel? No, it's not out yet. Okay. So I've when seen it, comes it in out, person. Give me with but, that link. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to throw that out you. Uh, did you check out the Osmo Action from DJI? Have you um, seen that? I have seen I haven't got my hands on it. Um, actually, we were at DJI the other day. Um, got to meet the, the guys there finally out here. So um, that was cool. In Hollywood? Um, or Burbank or whatever? In Burbank, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I, I haven't got my hands on the Action. Um, I've, I've literally got all of their stuff though. So I'm Do you sure use GoPros ever? Um, not too much. I mean, obviously I've owned GoPros in the past. I'm, I'm not one of those guys that keeps up with GoPro just because it's not really something that I use in, in my kit. Um, yeah. it's, it's just not really the something that I have any need that. for. Yeah, I guess so. And also whenever, whenever I'm shooting stuff on the ground, I'm using my DSLR and, and all that sort of stuff. It's, it's the action, the action camera isn't sort of really my style. I feel like yeah. it, it sort of steers away from that cinematic mm -hmm. feel, which is fine. Like it's its own thing in itself, but it's just sure. not really something that I've, I've ever used, but I'm definitely keen to check out the um, the Osmo Action because that stabilization looks insane as well. Yeah, it is very nice. Yeah. Um. So, again, coming back to your style, and when people look at your Instagram feed, they're gonna see a lot of similarities because mm -hmm. that's just how Instagram works. Yeah. Do you ever feel trapped by that? Um. Like I don't. I don't think so. I think. I think a few people have asked me this question, and and my answer is no. Um, okay. Simply because, like I said to you before, there's there's definitely other ways of discoverability, not just mm -hmm. Instagram. Like I. Yeah. Like when you're listing all these things that I've done and all these locations and brands and all the rest of it, like those have all come from you know. I don't think all of them would have come from Instagram. Yeah. Put it that way. Like I. Th I feel like people. There's there's still other sort of traditional discovery methods out there like mm -hmm. word of mouth or like through agencies or through websites or youtube or whatever it might be um so i, I don't think it traps me at all obviously it do never hurts to diversify yourself and that's something sure. that obviously i'm doing at the moment um is doing a bunch of different work obviously a lot of video work mm -hmm. and and stuff that isn't more traditionally drone stuff but i definitely don't think that it limits me or holds me back in any way and the truth is if you really want to experiment with different genres and stuff you mm -hmm. you can just open multiple accounts yeah, yeah yeah exactly and it's it's like any platform is you have to use it the way that it's intended to be used mm -hmm. um and with instagram i think it's important to use it how it's like intended to be used like the way that i when i first started using it like I use it almost as a portfolio. So mm -hmm. obviously very curated and I've kind of just obviously continued doing that over the years um, because I feel like that's what it is. Like you click on someone's yeah. page, you want to know immediately what they're about. So if I'm mm -hmm. posting like one day I'm posting say like a landscape and then the next day I'm posting a selfie and then the next day I'm posting fashion stuff. It's like people are going to get confused and yeah. they're going to be sort of turned off your page. Whereas like if you've got something that's really presentable, really clean, yeah. uh, easy to distinguish, people are going to be into it and they're going to check it out. They're exactly. going to invest in it. And then through that, they're going to discover your other work through your different links or yeah. whatever it might be. So for me, that's that's the way that I like to use it. And like even, even simple practices like always uploading in portrait like mm -hmm. the, the four by three crop or whatever even if it's video like mm -hmm. resizing for that because it performs so much better on that platform it obviously does. you can go elsewhere and view it in a different format if you want mm -hmm. but i feel like with every platform you've got to use it how it's intended to be totally used. and for me personally i have a work account <clears throat> where i post gear pictures and then i have a personal one with like 200 people that follow yeah. me and that's where i post a pictures finsta. of my wife and kids you know like <laughs> finsta, have you ever heard that what's that a finsta Oh, like a Insta. like a fake Insta. Yeah. <laughs> it's not super fake, but yeah, yeah I guess it's, it's private. It's like a private one, yeah. Yeah, cuz like there is a social aspect to it and in a weird way we are kind of hacking what was I think originally just supposed to be sort of social. Yeah, but now 100%. it's turning into an industry. Dude, the when I first downloaded Instagram, I downloaded it because I saw it had a cool filter with mm -hmm. like that little film thing on the top. Like <laughs> yeah. you remember the OG Instagram oh, filters? Yeah. And I'm still there. I think the, if yeah, you swipe literally. all the way over. And the only reason that I downloaded it was to get that filter to put on like a photo of me to upload then as my Facebook profile picture because nice. I wanted to have that cool look on it. And like that was the only reason I downloaded Instagram. And then yeah. now it's just turned into a completely different thing like over the years. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of crazy to have been through that whole evolution. Mm -hmm with the app like it's it's insane it's funny yeah it's crazy so um as we're <clears> wrapping <throat> up here i think like i really have learned a lot about you and i love the fact that you grew up with a cinematographer dad yeah. 
That's super cool. It's really cool. Yeah. A lot of people aren't blessed with, with that. I mean mm-hmm. that, you know, and I was blessed with kind of a similar thing. My dad's a musician. Okay. So he was very encouraging, you know, for me to be an artist. Yeah. Um, but somebody who is, you know, 12 years old, just like you were mm-hmm. interested in photography, maybe their parents don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they want them to do the traditional route, get mm-hmm. a job, go yep. to college. Mm-hmm. What would you say to that person, to that that boy or girl that's kind of inspired by you mm-hmm. and want to want to continue doing photography full time? For sure, I th- I think that if if the passion is there, definitely pursue it. And I think, like you say, obviously some people are in different situations, like they grow up in different sort of houses, have different sort of morals, all the rest of it. Um, what I will say is though, like if you've got the internet, you've got a computer, like you've mm-hmm. got the best tool that there is, like mm-hmm. literally anything that you need to learn or discover or like literally anything is on the internet Mm -hmm. and you can find it and teach yourself learn do whatever it is you can make money on the internet like even if it's like a little bit bit by bit like you can teach yourself all these things and do everything yourself and get to a place where you're able to make these moves that you want to want to do you know what i mean phone cameras are so great now like literally like i shoot a lot of stuff like my last four or five instagram videos like edits that i put on my instagram were all shot on my phone like it's amazing and and everyone all these kids have phones these days so like yeah they have access to this technology access to all this stuff so so just just so you guys know <clears throat> the videos that he's talking about this one was posted uh a couple you know it's like a week or two ago yeah, or that something. was shot on the phone and it was shot on the phone ninety two thousand views 265 comments so yeah you know i mean like you can create great content pretty legit no matter what yeah and and you can always learn and discover things um with the tools that you're given like although i was lucky in the sense to have access to obviously more equipment and like a deeper insight into the industry and stuff like that that's not to say that you can't access all that information and all that stuff through another means you know what i mean like um, you could you could literally go online and like you know ask someone oh can I borrow this or would you want do you want to go out and shoot or do mm-hmm. you want to do this like people in the I feel like in this industry in this community are always like quite supportive and quite down to obviously collaborate and hang yeah. out and shoot and stuff like that so if you want to get a foot in the door like don't expect massive things and things to happen mm-hmm. overnight literally just do little things to sort of get your foot in the door yeah. learn take your time to develop your own process and stuff and and you you can definitely get there it's just obviously everyone's going to have a different path to where they yeah where they want to go if you can't afford a drone just go to a party store get a balloon filled up with helium yeah exactly attach a string to it put a gopro on the balloon 100 percent. there you go <laughs> That's, that's your, you should sell that and then you photoshop the string out exactly <laughs> no but yeah but seriously like you can you can probably do anything that you want. yeah like nowadays it's it's so crazy who are some people that you really look up to yourself some photographers that you follow that you really love that you want to share um i really i really like peter mckinnon's work and obviously he's Who's that? peter mckinnon no no i'm just joking oh, i was gonna say i was like dude what the hell like <laughs> you don't know who he is now um but but yeah um I think I think he at the moment is is doing some awesome stuff. We collaborate with him. So. No, I no, I know. That's why I was like, dude, you're seriously joking right now. Yeah, um, he's he's done some awesome stuff, obviously in this space. Um, Have you been to Canada? I've never been to Canada, but I heard that it's very similar to Australia. So mm-hmm. I'd love to go there. Um, I think it's cold. He, yeah, except cold, and we're the opposite. We're super hot. Um, but yeah, I think he's doing some awesome stuff. Um, I really like his work, his style, and I I love the fact that he's comes across as so relatable Mm -hmm. and i think that's really important especially for um people that want to get into this space like he's a great person to watch if you're if you're looking to learn things um i even find myself watching his videos sometimes like just even if it's a tutorial or whatever it might Mm -hmm. be he's very relatable and and it's and it's easy to sort of see how like it's easy to put yourself in his shoes i guess is the way Mm -hmm. that it comes across and the content that he creates is great so um i love his stuff I love um, Matt Como stuff. He's a he's another friend of mine. He's got some great work, um, and I mean, yeah, the, I could go on for days. There's literally like a plethora <laughs> of creators out yeah. there at the moment that are Calder, killing it. Sam Calder, Sam Calder, obviously another big one. But um, but yeah, man, like there's so many people killing it, and it's awesome to see everyone doing so well. Um, it's it's kind of 
insane to see like to watch how people have sort of come up over the yeah. years just like on this platform alone um is insane but but yeah there's there's so much inspiration and stuff out there and like i was saying yeah. before you kind of get overwhelmed with it and you find yourself <laughs> sort of like copy like you can't like copy people obviously uh-huh. but like you find yourself like uh gravitating towards certain styles just because yeah. you're like always consuming content so like sometimes it's good to have a break like separate yourself mm-hmm. you know collect your thoughts do your own thing and then um, yeah. attack it as well but yeah there's, yeah, yesterday, there's so much out there yesterday I, drew, I was in the car for like two hours i was going to la and back to orange county and it was a long drive and i could have listened to podcasts i could have like called somebody but i didn't i just like sat in the car and i just kind of like i opened up my voice memos and just talked to myself that's that's just sick started like coming up with some ideas and just kind of let it flow and i think there's something really valuable that's lost now because we're so distracted with our phones 100 percent. like we basically have entertainment 24 7 100 uh, yeah exactly i feel like people don't have alone time anymore and it's important to to have that yeah. as a creator because that's where the creativity happens yeah I, and i think like when, out of boredom <laughs> yeah no exactly like when you're when you're by yourself it's important for people to like learn how to be by themselves i think and like i feel like that's something that people aren't doing mm-hmm. um do you ever know, travel by recently. yourself uh yeah a lot i've done a lot of travel by myself actually and like some of those have been my favorite trips just because like i'm free to do my own thing like i don't mm-hmm. have to worry about anyone else like I got like there with my own thoughts. I can do what I want. If I want to go to sleep, I'll go to sleep. If I want to go on an adventure, I'll go on an adventure. But yeah, um, that's that's sick. I should actually try that sometime. Recording recording myself, like yeah. just your own thoughts and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm not good at writing. I'm not good okay. at like cons- <clears throat> uh, doing that. But v- with my voice, I can kind of process things. Yeah, I mean that's maybe why I'm a podcast just, host. Yeah, we're just talking out loud. <laughs> it's basically what we're doing right now. We're just yeah. having having a conversation. Yeah, Except yeah. You'll, you'll talk to yourself. I just use voice memos to basically write notes yeah. with my voice. No, that's that's sick. You're basically just blogging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, this is totally like not related to photography at all. I'm just mm-hmm. curious. Uh, I'm born and raised in America. Mm-hmm. You're born and raised in Australia. Yeah. What's it like being an Australian and being like fed american like content all the time like what do you mean by american content? like the entertainment you know like a lot of music a lot of film oh okay right you're just talking about sort of like the tv show disney americanized yeah like is it do you did you when you were a kid growing up watching disney channel or like whatever yeah like do they do a good job of like having a sydney version of disney channel i don't know do they do that no i feel feel like so you watch you watch hannah montana just like oh yeah we had hannah montana we had we had all that stuff like all the big disney shows were the (laughs) the exact same for us like we're i mean we're english speaking as well so oh yeah i mean obviously the language is fine but yeah i mean i i honestly think that um the entertainment industry in australia is kind of like definitely nowhere near as big as america and obviously you guys have the monopoly in that sense like everything is very um american like in terms of entertainment like i guess film and all that sort of stuff like the big the big budget like stuff it all comes from america so that's that's Mm -hmm. what we get as well or london sometimes well yeah i mean uh, the uk also would probably be the the next contender but i feel like you guys are still miles ahead so um that's something that i've never actually thought about really like it would be weird to think that if Australia dominated the entertainment industry and then like <laughs> looking at it from that perspective would be weird. But, um, that's a really interesting question. I never thought of that before. Yeah. I just, I, I, anytime I get somebody across the table that's from another country, I'm just like, I'm curious, like, cause I've grown up here. So yeah. my perspective is only this. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I, when I've traveled to other countries, like for example, I went to Nairobi a couple times in uh, Africa and Kenya. Mm-hmm. And like, we were just sitting in a restaurant, like in the middle of nowhere, and I was the only American that I could see, but we're listening to like Justin Timberlake. Yeah. And I'm like, it's weird, huh? Justin Timberlake was born in Memphis, Tennessee, which is where I grew up in Nashville. Like, <laughs> and you're in Kenya. And I'm in Kenya. <laughs> like, it's so weird how America's totally yeah. just pushed itself into the whole world. Yeah. Really. No, literally. And I mean, it's the same thing. Like, I've been in like Italy and stuff before, and I've mm-hmm. been in a cafe or a restaurant or something, and they've got Seinfeld on the TV or the Simpsons, yeah. but they've got an Italian voiceover over the top. And it's just like <laughs> the mouth isn't correlating with the speech. Yeah. And it's it's so funny to think that like it's so dominated by like American shows and, and that whole industry that, mm-hmm. you know, they feed it to all these other countries and they just sort of make it work for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, because they, Marvel movies, everything. Exactly. Like it, it's, it's funny to watch overseas. Obviously we're English speaking, so it's not as noticeable. I know, for but, us, but it's not the same accent. Yeah, so no, I, I guess, I guess what, so like, 
an American thinks Australian accents really cool. Do you guys think American accents cool or not really? I Just probably, be honest. Be I honest. probably should say yes, but I I don't think so. It's not very cool. No, I I am a hundred percent with you. But you know you know why I think going back to your point is it's I think it's, it's so not normal cool because it's so normal because all of the entertainment that we're fed mm-hmm. is all American, so we're so yeah. used to hearing it. It's not really different for us. Yeah. Whereas you guys probably don't watch australian shows or listen no, to australian talk, so, yeah yeah exactly and so like when <laughs> when like i come out here people are like oh where are you from like they're instantly taken by it uh-huh. whereas like if i was at home and someone came and asked me a question and they had an american accent i was like yeah. okay whatever like they're from america yeah you know what i mean like it's kind of different it's, i think it's just the the coolness comes from not hearing it yeah you know what i do mean you, do a lot of americans confuse australians for kiwis i get i will i mean like new zealand I guess sometimes, but what I get the most is people thinking that I'm British. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, your accent isn't like not, super yeah, thick. It's I've, not. I've, well, my mum is from England. Okay. So So you have some I, uh, influence there, maybe. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I wouldn't say Does I Does she any, have a proper kind of posh English accent? I wouldn't say it's posh, but it, she definitely has an English accent. Like, she doesn't have an Australian accent. Uh, whereas, is your dad like thick Aussie? No, well, he, well, this is the thing. His family's from Italy. Oh, wow. but he's he's like first generation australian so okay. he grew up in australia he has an australian accent um and i have an australian accent as well but yeah. obviously i guess it's not as thick because their accents probably weren't as thick either so yeah. i guess that's why americans would probably easily confuse it with british and you could um, if you wanted to you probably could have an english accent right oh easily yeah, yeah. i could easily have a british accent like i'm I, I you know like i could i could probably um i i can see you how can pass. you yeah i could pass like i can see how you guys confuse it like there's some words that i definitely <laughs> say that are a bit different but like that's like for me i i sometimes get confused between canadian and american like for me they're very there's similar. certain words that you can what, catch what are the word triggers uh, like what do i need to look out for? yeah so uh this is a, a recent discovery my friend connor and i discovered this with a friend who lives in canada they say the word process instead of process process so they say process i say i say process no so is that they similar? we say process <clears throat> process okay. they say process uh there's a lot of more british kind of like influence, influence. as well yeah probably um, similar to us they say uh a boat instead of about See, that's, that's that's weird to me that's the biggest tell is when they say about uh a boat a boat so it's like it's a, like saying a boat a boat yeah. instead of about okay uh, and they say eh a lot, right? Or yeah, eh, 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 yeah, like yeah. after every sentence. Okay, yeah, yeah, I've noticed that. So whenever you, yeah, if if you watch any, like Jim Carrey is from Canada. Actually. No way, I didn't know that. And like so many, so many massive people are from Canada. Uh, I really need Timber- to get or, uh, Justin, Justin Bieber is yeah, from there, yeah. and Drake and and Drake. The Weeknd, like a lot of artists. I, I Carly Rae Jepsen. Yeah, I need to get out to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> it's the place to be right now. <laughs> <laughs> I um I was talking to some. Uh, I think it was Chris Howe. Do you know him? Chris yeah, yeah, and yeah. Lizzie. Yeah, um, yeah, They're amazing. We actually interviewed them on this podcast. Okay. And they're from Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I asked them. I was like, "What's the deal with all these Canadians that are like so amazing?" <laughs> yeah. And he said, honestly, I think a lot of it is just because like American influence is so strong and mm-hmm. like we want to just put ourselves out there and work really that, hard. Yeah, that's the thing. I feel, I feel like they've got a very cool nature about them. And um, like a lot of people have said they're very similar they're to really Australians. Friendly. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like Australians are known as being like some of the most friendly people ever. But I think obviously the reason that they would excel is because they're geographically right next to you guys like you guys are neighbors mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. um it's, i guess us being so far away kind of doesn't work in our favor in that sense yeah um i've but, heard that australian <clears> work <throat> ethic is stereotypically not very good is that oh, true yeah no i, I would definitely you agree. obviously and, have a very good work ethic so. oh yeah and my manager will tell you that because he's he's american and he obviously deals with a lot of australians all the time uh-huh. so um and obviously traveling here i've noticed that as well like we're I think it just comes down to our nature. We're very laid back, very mm-hmm. relaxed. Um, I like that though. I think there's I think some there's value a, to it. Uh, yeah, and you I think gotta, you have to have balance. Oh, of course, exactly. There's I think a t- there's a time and place can for be each. too much because it's like just yeah, workaholism. You guys are intense. Like <laughs> I come over here, I spend one day, and I'm exhausted. I need to go have a nap. Like, <laughs> but um, but no, yeah, I think we're definitely way more laid back. Would you ever you live here if you had an opportunity? In I wanted to LA at or some point. Yeah, I, want, I wanted to move to to LA. Um, I don't know if I would now. Potentially, I mean, if the right opportunities so arose, so. I travel a lot. Yeah, so um, it would. Be, I mean, I don't think permanently, but it would definitely be cool to live here for yeah. a year or so. Like, I'm I'm one of those guys that would 
you know, I think it would be cool to live in different spots, maybe just for like oh, a yeah. year at a time, just experience it. Gosh, I would love um, to live in Japan, like Tokyo. Oh, have you been before? I've never been. Oh, it's one of my favorite places. I've been you talking to, a, you know, because of my job now, I talk to a yeah. lot of you guys mm-hmm. and you all go to Tokyo do, and it's like do you, amazing. Do you like sushi? I love sushi. Oh, My wife does too. So. I don't know what you're doing. You need to go there ASAP. <laughs> you need to go there ASAP. It's so much fun and the people there are lovely. Like I love so technology. Nice. I love the anime culture stuff. Maybe, I'm not a total anime nerd at all, but yeah. like I accept it and think it's really cool. Maybe you shouldn't go there because I don't think you'll come back. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's it's really know. cool. You should I live in Laguna and I really love it down there. Okay, so. yeah. I spent a lot of time in Laguna actually a couple of years ago. I like, oh, cool. I got a lot of buddies that are from here um, and so I just stayed with them for like a month. Uh-huh. or so and like we'd, we'd always just go down to the beach hang out um, isn't it a beautiful beach there oh it's the so rocks nice. and stuff so and pretty down here i don't know if it's here or is it new newport? we're in newport you right got, here yeah, yeah oh we're in newport well i mean this is costa mesa but right down the street is newport okay cool i'm just trying to get my bearings i was saying and before, the huntington beach is right up the street yeah i was saying before i want to go and get some bear flag because like that's my favorite thing to eat oh, yeah. over here like pokey like you guys kill yeah. it <laughs> Um, <laughs> I haven't so. had any good stuff yet. Oh, you haven't? Mm. Have you been to Bear Flag? I've only lived in California for six months. Oh, I'm okay. from Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, sick. Okay. Yeah. So you haven't had Bear Flag? No, I haven't. Okay, go and have it. Okay, I will. <laughs> you, you need to try it out. And then it's... follow that up with some in and out Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Completely different though. Have you ever had Chick-fil-A? I had it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Gab, how can people find you online? Um, they can go on my Instagram. It's just my name, Gab Scanu, at Gab Scanu. It's um, spelled S-C-A-N-U. S-C-A-N-U, yep. Uh, on my YouTube, same deal. Twitter, yeah. same deal. My website. It works um, out that it's a unique name. Yeah, exactly. It's just, just the same thing. So if you search that, you'll, you'll find all my links. So, Perfect. Well, yeah. thanks, Gab, for coming yeah, in. Thanks and, so much uh, for having me. Have a great rest of your time here in California. Definitely. Thank you. Yeah, man. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Gab Scanu. Again, definitely check out his Instagram account if you have not already. It's just his name, Gab Scanu, and you can see all of his amazing work there as well as on his website at gabscanu.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, then please share it with a friend that you think would get some value out of it. I just want to say again, it's such a pleasure hosting this podcast and interviewing these amazing guests for you guys. So again, thanks for subscribing to the Golden Hour Podcast, and we'll see you next week.